Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. We are blessed with an absolutely beautiful morning. And it was a morning much like this that Jesus and Moses decided to go out and play a little golf. (laughs) So they get to the golf course, and Jesus is up first. So he stands, and he gets himself ready, and he takes a good swing. And the first ball he hits lands in the lake. So Moses looked at him and says, okay, I'll get it. So Moses walked out. He parted the lake. He walked in, he picked up the ball, he went out, gave it back to Jesus. And Jesus said, okay. He says, all right, I'm going to try this again. He says, and this is going to be like Tiger Woods. You know, I'm just going to be, it's going to be a shot just like Tiger Woods. Moses says, okay. So Jesus took a big swing and the ball landed in the lake. And Moses looked at him again, didn't say anything, just got up, went out. Parted the lake, got the ball, walked back and handed it to Jesus. Jesus says, okay, you know what? This, the third time is a charm. And I mean, this is, this is going to be it. This is my Tiger Woods swing. So Jesus stood back, took a swing, ball landed in the lake a third time. So Moses just stood there. He didn't move. So Jesus decided to go get the ball himself. So he went out, got to the lake, walked on the water, (laughs) looking for the ball. And by that time, a small crowd had gathered. And somebody yelled out, hey, man, who do you think you are, Jesus? (laughs) And Moses yelled back, no, man, he think he Tiger Woods. A few months ago, someone came to me and asked me a question. And I like questions. Questions are good things. And I was a little taken aback by the question because I thought it was such a good question. And the question was this. How do I know that I am the image and likeness of God? What does that look like? I thought, yeah, wow, man, that is a good question. So I've had a little time to think about that. How many times have we asked ourselves questions similar to that? Okay, if I'm the image and likeness of God, then how can someone who doesn't look like me also be the image and likeness of God? Now, as with all things, we must start at the beginning. Now, if I delved into all of the metaphysical processes up here, we'd be here till next Sunday. And I'm sure y'all got some golf to play. So I'm going to pull out the little important parts that I needed to sufficiently answer this question. 
as we study metaphysics, we know that God is the beginning. God is what we call first cause. Nothing, there is nothing before God. There is nothing greater than God. God is the absolute. That which accords with God as divine principle, that which is, has been, and ever will be, that which eternally is. God is truth. The eternal verity of the universe and humankind, the eternal process is the same. All truth has its origin in divine mind. Charles Fillmore wrote this. In his book, The Heart-Centered Metaphysics, A Deeper Look at Unity Teachings, Paul Hasselbeck wrote, mind, the starting point of every act and thought and feeling, the common meaning, meeting ground of God and humankind, mind. Hasselbeck continued, continued on by saying, by the term mind, we mean God, the universal principle, which includes all principles. In the beginning, God implanted its perfect word within us. I am. Spiritual identity, the real or the Christ mind of each individual, the I am being. God is I am. And mankind is also. I am. I am is the indwelling Lord of life, love, wisdom, and all the ideas eternally in divine mind. The I am is the metaphysical name of the spiritual self as distinguished from the human self. I am is eternal, without beginning or ending. The true spirit, the true spiritual human who God made in God's image and likeness. We are spiritual beings one with all that God is. We are the I am, able to live and express as all of God's divine ideas, such as harmony, 
beauty, peace, love. We are able to express these divine ideas. We are the image and likeness of these spiritual divine ideas. And we are able to grow and discover by means of our spiritual practice, our own individualized, authentic selves. Okay, now that was a mouthful, so what did she just say? <laughs> now that we have some understanding about how we spiritual, uh, how we are spiritual creations of God, we are able to live in and as the image and likeness of God by means of God's divine ideas. We also get to recognize another important piece of information. And that is that God only created one of us. God only created one of everything. If you were to get up and look around this room, if you were to get up and go into your office and look around, if you were to go to the market and look around, if you were to be anywhere, would you see yourself anywhere else? God only made one of each of us. Not even those of us who identify ourselves as twins are truly identical. I am the only Sherry Quander anywhere. Aren't y'all glad that you've been blessed with me having me here right now? Because <laughs> I'm the only one. There's only one Nina. There's only one Brooksy. And we are blessed to have them here. There's only one Kaylon. And I'm thrilled to have her up here as my platform buddy. There's only one Bailey. And we all saw that magnificence this morning. And we get to thank Spirit that Bailey has chosen to be with us today. And heaven knows there's only one Peter Chapin. And we are blessed to have you with us. So we look around the room because there's only one of each of us. Now, we human beings, we're always looking to find a one-of-a-kind. We're looking for a one-of-a-kind gemstone or a one-of-a-kind painting or a one-of-a-kind old car. Why? Because we have put great value in them. We look for old antique things. Why? Because we think there is great value in them. Now, if we're so intrigued by the one-of-a-kind things because of their value, what causes us not to stop 
and take stock in our one-of-a-kind selves. There are so many ways we seem to limit our experience of ourselves. Now, we will crawl through mud if we think that we have found some valuable antique. Will we put out as much energy for ourselves? One of the ways that we seem to limit ourselves is to compare ourselves to one another. How is it that we think we can compare ourselves to anyone else when there's only one of us? It's interesting how there are so many companies that provide us ways to improve our looks, to improve and strengthen our bodies, to lose weight, to gain weight, have medical augmenta body augmentations. There is nothing wrong with any of that stuff. It only becomes a challenge when we're using these products because we feel that we are not as beautiful as someone else, when we feel that we're not enough. Yeah, we enjoy putting on a little makeup in the morning, cover up a little age spot or a wrinkle or two, but we do that to brighten our own lives. We do that, I, for, I put, do that for a smile on my face and then it looks good on the camera too, so, you know. Human beings, are also competitive by nature. And athletes, young people as well as adults, they find themselves setting goals to be better than someone else. Is it really about being better than the person next to us? Is it really about strengthening our loving, strengthening and loving our bodies so that we can have a better time on the clock than last time. We can have a certain goal we want to achieve by focusing on our skills to improve our skills. We do not have to compare ourselves to anyone else. So we know that because there's only one of us, we have to be responsible for loving that one and caring for that one. We get to look at our competitive nature. We can do that. And when we do that to strengthen who we are, to enjoy whatever the sport is that we're doing, we can look at that as swimming faster than the last time I had, not faster than Steve Smith over here. We don't need to compare ourselves to them. It's really, so if we, no wait, I had an idea. It just left. It's coming back. 
Um, <laughs> is it really about being better than the next person? No, it's about loving ourselves and trying to be the best us we can be. I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles and I started taking an acting class. And when I walked in the room and sat down, there were a whole lot of familiar faces in that class. I mean, these were people that I watched on TV. These were people who had been in movies. And I was immediately intimidated, immediately intimidated. Matter of fact, I was, I, was, I was terrified. I was just kind of sitting there, and I was shaking a little. And the first thing I said to myself as I kind of looked around the room was, oh, good heavens, there are all these well-known people in here. I don't know if I belong here. Now, I just happened to be sitting next to a well-known face for me at the time. It was an actor who was one of the stars of the old TV show, sci-fi show, Battlestar Galactica. And he was sitting next to me. And I thought I was thinking to myself, but I guess I was thinking out loud and he heard what I said. And he leaned over to me and said, it's okay. Everybody in here had a first day. And I had to sit and say to myself, I do belong here. And it took me a while to, to, to get comfortable. The more, I show, the more I turned up the class, and the more I saw that these people were like just people, the more I allowed myself to be more of me, to discover more of me. You know, we human beings, when we're working and studying in metaphysics, it's kind of like peeling back an onion. You know, the object of the game is to find out more about ourselves. And we just do it a little bit at a time. So when I got settled, and after a little time passed, I found myself saying, ah, I want to be as good a performer as so-and-so, and so-and-so. And, -so. and before I knew it, I had to recognize that my opportunity is not to become as good as so-and-so and so-and-so. My opportunity here is to become as good as me. I wanted to be the best me I could be. There's a lot of emphasis and awareness that's being placed on this thing called body shaming. This is where individuals take it upon themselves to shame others based on their appearance. Now, I don't know who died and made them chief, but okay. This is where these individuals take it upon themselves to shame others, and people are using this concept of social media as a weapon to generate hate and generate judgment. And unfortunately, our children suffer the most when their peers get on the social media and start the body shaming. Our adults, as adults, we get to support them. We get to help them understand that they are magnificent individual expressions of all that God is. We don't have to have the same tennis shoes. We don't have to be the same height. We don't have to have the same hair color. We don't have to like the same things. 
We get to help them learn to love themselves some more each and every day. Learn to be kind, loving, and supportive of one another as well. And if we as adults at, this, at, a, at any given stage in our lives recognize that we too at some point in our lives went through this process of our concept of body shaming or judgment or belittlement as we were growing up, and there's still some kind of voice in our head telling us that we're not good enough. We get to overcome that process by delving into our spiritual education, by learning more about our relationship with spirit, by gaining greater clarity on this concept of the likeness of God. I'm sure if we could all find someplace else to be today, other than here, we'd be there. And you chose to show up in here. Those of you who are online chose to show up with us today. We chose to be with like-minded people, to strengthen our spiritual understanding. We chose to be in an environment where we could learn more about faith, trust in spirit. We all are here to learn more about God's divine ideas, how we can express ourselves as that image and likeness of God. How can we do this? How can we begin this process? How can we support ourselves in our spiritual growth and study? Well, we can do that by taking classes. We've got a wonderful prosperity class coming up. And I think there are several other things that are going on. And I always suggest that you check our classes and events page on the website to find out what's available. It's here for you. We get to learn how to create a daily spiritual practice for ourselves that helps reinforce our oneness with spirit. And we get to learn how to engage in effective prayer. Our mind as God's mind, God's mind as our mind. So what we get to recognize here and now is that God is all there is, and we are the divine ideas that God represents. We are, at all times, the image and likeness of spirit by means of living in God's divine ideas of peace and love and harmony. Charles Fillmore wrote, those who have honestly studied metaphysics and applied its rules in their daily work will tell you that it has made them that it has made them over physically mentally and morally 
they will tell you that they are better men and women, that life has new zest for them, and that they can now do good and help others where before they were helpless. So I give thanks to the one of each and every one of you for the joy that you bring to life, for that which you give, that which you share, and encourage you to continue to grow in spirit. Because with God, all things are possible. And so it is. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.